to another Hot Button Special. It's officially December now, so what's the major discourse going around on Reddit and Twitter? Game of the year. It's November. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not December. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so for those who may not have seen, on Tuesday, November 19th, the Game Awards officially revealed their nominations commemorating the best in the field for the year of 2019. The Game Awards, of course, being a large-scale annual event created, produced, and hosted by veteran games journalist and presenter Jeff Keighley. Similar and to best our... stranding character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> best so... game, all best game is all this. I think it's all the awards. I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to our E3 episode, we thought a fun way to cover it, as well as take a short break from our usually scheduled programming, would be to kind of run through all the categories and their featured titles that we pitted against each other, while also choosing our personal picks of what we would like to see win, along with our bets of what we think most likely will win. Assuming everything goes well, this recording should be released on the 6th, six days before the ceremony itself goes live, the week after on the 12th. Happy birthday to me. And then we'll... Uh, Doxing yourself, yeah, you know. <laughs> And then we'll get to see how wrong or right we were and how pleased or disappointed we end up. Then following that, we plan to come back to all you guys with a part two to see just how we scored, plus give a nice little rundown of the show itself. The Game Awards over the years has become an extremely popular venue for some heavy reveals. I think a lot of people forget just how big news can be on that day. So without further ado, I'm Randall Beatrice, here as always with Austin Blakesley. Yo. And Chris Anantuano. Hey. I actually, Randall, yeah? you know the best way to do an intro is just to say your social security number real quick. <laughs> That's usually what most podcasts do. I know your just, mother's maiden name yeah. already. What if I wrote a list of my fears? <laughs> I, can't, I can't steal your credit card. <laughs> All right, I'll write a schedule of where I am. Every day. I already know that. Uh, <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> well, with that, who's ready to give some guesses and opinions? I am. So we're doing our own opinions, right? Uh, yeah. What would you say your least favorite game of the year is? Oh, yeah, starting off? I just need to know for... To Wait, formulate game my of own. the year or overall game, period? The worst game. No, he's he saying the worst year. game he played this year. Oh, okay. That's, that doesn't involve the category. Well, shit, yeah. I wasn't. I need uh, to know Randy so that I can decide on my game of the yeah, year. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> shit. Well, I mean, I have some of the most like disappointing games, but I wouldn't really rank those as like the outright worst. All right. Well, I assume this? you have one. Think about it, and we'll come we'll back. Come to back it? to it. Okay. All right. Oh, and I should have also stated that we will probably be going into some discussion of titles that sadly didn't end up on the official nominations list, and that we do not plan to spoil any more narrative-focused games either that we have to, you know? For yourself, dude. I'm spoiling everything. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Spoiling stuff would require me to actually play it. Okay, so uh, we have 30 categories here, including the esports ones that probably we won't get too deep into, but I will, Golden st- Boy. I will still read. Sorry. I don't know what that is. It's is that your least it's favorite a man. game? <laughs> it's a man. <laughs> Are you spoiling esports? <laughs> also, before we start, uh, in case people aren't entirely familiar, the way these selections are chosen is by a jury of representatives from various gaming outlets IGN, GameSpot, Giant Bomb, Polygon, Game Informer, Kind of Funny, etc., etc. Even outside sources from all over the world are included, too. Uh, it's like an academy of sorts. Yeah, it's like Eurogamer, Mitsu, Metro. It's actually kind of crazy. Like the full... Not the actual Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, because that's another award show yeah. <laughs> that nobody cares about. Um, the full list of them is up on their site, and there are quite a
quite a few countries to scroll through. It's it's kind of wild. And name, yeah, all name of, one country. Uh, <laughs> Malaysia. <laughs> Too long. Uruguay. <laughs> <You're a, you're laughs> I thought you were saying Europe. <laughs> um, Africa. Fuck. <laughs> and yeah, uh, all of these judges will then vote amongst themselves. And uh, unlike most other legitimate award shows, us average Joes get to vote too. So that's right. Maybe any that was of, a bad uh, decision on their part. <laughs> there of, is an electoral game college that actually gets to decide. <laughs> yeah. So based on the amount of people that are in your state... And actually, EA does draw lines with their money that they yes. get to decide who gets Let's to vote. Let's talk about for video week. game gerrymandering. <laughs> Basically, any of you listening right now can go online and join in the battle as well. Finally, getting to tell all those pesky gaming news sites what you think. As if all you degenerates already weren't in the comments for years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all of our results will be tallied up together, only for us all to be disappointed. Uh, I'm kidding, but let's get to it, right? We are going to save the two biggest awards for last, just how they did in the live stream of how they were revealed. All right, I'll start. Um, Best narrative. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this first category is actually kind of a doozy, and uh, normally my favorite as well. FYI, we might spend a little bit on this one. First up is, yeah, is best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. We have A Plague's Tale. And the nominee. <laughs> Sounds like the uh, the ESRB guy. I just saw him in that David McGuire no-clip documentary, oh, like, yeah. like the M for Mature. Yeah, right in M. <laughs> we have a, uh, a Plague's Tale Innocence, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. Is that Matt Damon movie? <laughs> I don't think anybody has, like, thought of that movie since it came out. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I have only finished one of these games so far, but I can say that the award should not go to Control. <laughs> no. Uh, creating an intriguing world is one thing, but, like, <sighs> delivery is another. You know what I mean? And, like, like that universe is cool, and they kind of blow it with how that story is presented. Like, yeah. the dialogue and performances for me fell real flat, and saving all of your best writing for things like optional emails just feels very antiquated in 2019. Yeah, like, it was in 2014 when Destiny did it. <laughs> I, I've only played two of these. To be fair, Death Stranding can, to a lesser extent, be accused of the same they thing. They do that as well, Those yeah. emails are very well written, and the and that's dialogue cool. like, maybe not so much. I love me some environmental storytelling, but that shouldn't be depended on for everything. Same with yeah. inner monologue, which obviously uh, Control does a lot, because that, that lead character seriously never shuts the fuck up while also not communicating enough yeah. out loud. Inner, I and I personally found that Real annoying. I hate you. What does he mean by that? Is, <laughs> yeah, is inner monologue a, a department at fucking Remedy? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't really like story delivered that way. At least not in that sense. Well, at least I only played a couple hours of Control. Yeah. Where we can get into it because it comes up in more categories where it'll be relevant to talk about what we actually think about it later. Yeah, um, yeah. I just I wouldn't get too much into the gameplay. The of one stuff I played yet, the but... most of this is the one I think has the best narrative of them all. Yeah, yeah, you say the Outer, outer world. world. God, that's gonna happen a lot yeah. today. Uh, just to... Outer <laughs> Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I've only played a few hours of that game. Hopefully, it's not. I don't know. Like I don't. I feel like it would be harsh to use the word 
cliche, but I, I haven't gotten far enough to know if it kind of surpasses like video game storytelling into just stories. Like because the, the world building stuff. I don't think anybody. Cool. I, I mean, unless you have a case for somebody else doing that. A little bit, but I mean, not of these. Because I think that Outer Worlds probably focuses on character stuff the most, which is it's character stuff and situational. Yeah. It's done things okay. with writing I haven't seen in video games, like out of the gate present you with like a moral quandary, which I kind they of do. like. They do, yeah, here's, here's, and it's and it's pretty conflicting. That game dabbles in the gray areas. Here's what I'll say. In, in, Oscar, in typical Oscar fashion, there are three of these games that are also up for Game of the Year. And that doesn't mean that Plague Tale and Disco Elysium can't win Best Narrative, even though they're not Game of the Year. Yeah. But I've never... I heard of Disco Elysium a week before these awards were announced. That's a pretty recent one. I, yeah. and I've I actually don't know much about it. I've heard some divisive things on that one, but... yeah. And a Plague Tale Innocence seems really cool. It did look cool. I, I never got the chance to play it. I wanted to but try it. To me, looked interesting to and depressing. Me, I think that there are the three sub awards to Game of the Year, which we'll, we'll get into later. So I'm not going to go through it all now. But best narrative, best art direction, and best game direction. I think one of those each should go to Outer Worlds, Death Stranding, and Control, and I think that the Outer Worlds should be the narrative one. Yeah, I think yeah. if in terms of the way it's presented, wins. It's right there. There's mm. no weird shit you have to go through. However, you can, but those... And there was a lot of environmental storytelling in, I guess I'd say, New Vegas, which would be the other closest thing that the you know, Obsidian made. Right, yeah. There's not that much of it in this game. Like, there is shit where you, like, go through computers and you can see what happened here and all that shit. But, like, the story itself is, like, much more presented in talking to people and dialogue options. It, it's right there and it's... A, it's yeah, really, it's really well done. Yeah, I really do want to see more of it because I didn't want to sound too hard on Control. Like I do enjoy that game's audacity and, and weirdness. But I think Control is definitely deserving of some stuff that we're yeah, about to go through. I would not say narrative. No, there's quite no. a bit I like about it that we can obviously talk about in other categories later. But narrative would not be one of them. If I was going to do my prediction, yeah. I would say because I, I was I was gonna say Outer Worlds personally. I'm gonna say Outer Worlds or Plague Tale. I'm gonna go with okay. Outer Worlds because I actually played it. Okay, you think Plague Tale is like the precious pick? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. because the funny thing is like we we haven't talked about it yet, but Death Stranding like I'm sure. Many people will give me shit, and obviously I'm still far away from finishing it. I know you are as well. But of all these, it's for me, it's it's the one that I found the most enticing in terms of like sure. I just need to see where the fuck it goes. I yeah. Like that it, one's it's hard through line is certainly we, original. We haven't but, finished it and it could fall flat at the it end. It absolutely I've heard, could. I've heard reviews say that it does, and I've heard reviews say that it definitely delivers at the end, so it, it's all up in the air. Yeah. It's unfortunate that but game came out in November. In the actual but, definition of narrative, like a series of interconnected events. Yes. I would of say these, I would give it to Outer Worlds. I can absolutely I, agree with that. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, I also think Outer Worlds are win because I think it's the best option. Everybody hates Death Stranding. They're not going to give it to them. These <laughs> not like... for this one, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I think that will get its recognition elsewhere as well. I, I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's Outer Worlds is a shoe win. That's my prediction. But... <laughs> But then again, this Plague Tale game, I've heard a lot about it, you know? Like you said, that does seem like it could be like a weird little, I'm very little, curious like, about it. This is it? It wouldn't surprise me if something else won, but I think Outer Worlds deserves it. Yeah. And it'll get it. Do we want to get into kind of things that we feel like maybe got snubbed a little bit? Sure. Because uh, unless your choice is the same as mine, 
of the games that you have played this year, whether or not that they are or aren't on this list, what story clicked with you the most? Halo Three, probably. Story wise, yeah. I mean, like, um, just like it really pulled yeah, it all together. Four. It pulled it all together. You said there games I end. played this year, not games I came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> Finally played RE Four this year. You did. Pretty good narrative on that one. <laughs> Actually, not really. <laughs> Everything else it's about fun. that game is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say if you just do the tag search tanks on Master Chief Collection, probably my favorite narrative of this year. So. I mean, probably Outer Worlds. I like I haven't finished yeah. yet, but I hate capitalism, so goddamn much. <laughs> um, or Devil May Cry Five. Really? Okay. That game is stupid in all the best ways. Well, that, the, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the hats I was going to uh, throw into the ring was actually Mortal Kombat 11. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Mortal Kombat 11, best narrative. I think you put it the best also when you said it was like a combination of Avengers, Dragon Ball Z, and Back to the Future. And like, Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones. Like, it's just so much fucking fun and probably the best campaign in a fighting game. It delivers on the impossibly convoluted narrative of Mortal Kombat 9 and 10. Yes. <laughs> in the best way. Yeah. Though, I'm going to say my true pick here, if uh, if you guys would give me permission to uh, no. pour my heart for the next, like, after party. two minutes. It, it is, it is. <laughs> is After Party? No, and not just this is uh, fresh in my mind, but this is uh, developed by, is it Night School? Night School. Yeah, the makers of Oxenfree, which was also a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. But part of what like, I was getting into about control and, and to much a much lesser extent Outer Worlds is how game stories are, are kind of like translated. It makes for a like a big difference or gap and that that's what I was saying like between like how writing connects with something like gameplay and then how it just sort of I don't know, it's hard to but like removed from gameplay. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And, and I'm not saying what's better or worse, just what kind of works better for me. Mm-hmm. I think The Last of Us is like masterful writing regardless of the medium. I mean, mm-hmm. that, I like the gameplay in that game too. Well, I think something more like a Mass Effect is perfect for what it is in the venue of being a piece of interactive media. Like, sure, sure. Yeah, like it's the same of like people just being like talking about which games should be movies and it's like most of them don't work because they are designed for... You're talking about how like the Death Stranding thing where they people are throwing around that cutscene with that really stupid line of dialogue in it. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, it's a game. I just threw my piss at a ghost. Like, <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Sometimes somebody's going to say some dumb shit. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I do think it's funny that people point that line out and it's like, have you never played a Metal Gear my game? My piss, by the way. Can, can which love entirely, bloom on a battlefield? Is, yeah. is entirely Monster Energy uh, yeah. also. Yeah. I mean, that's all Norman drinks, really. Yeah. But most after party is the game that most stuck with me this year. So like that's why I'm I'm kind of referencing the former here, getting into those like points is that like after party me is just great fucking writing. Like the the actual gameplay itself does take a back seat, but everything in the forefront of that game is like the thing it's prioritizing is extremely well handled in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's hilarious and fucked up and and depressing and often all at the same time. And then kind of like juggling those tones is an incredibly hard thing to do, and not going to get into spoilers of course but it also like tackles certain themes and walks along certain thin lines that i don't think i've ever really seen like a game cover before it's also hugely elevated by its like many many performances that we will get into later and i think that kind of went unrecognized which is a shame and it just didn't seem to hit with the same splash that you know their previous game sort of did Otherwise, I just have one other shout-out, and then we can move on. I'm sorry, storytelling is kind of, like, one of the biggest reasons I play games. But believe it or not, what's... Uh, that's why, obviously. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. But believe it or not, was uh, Blair Witch. And it's funny, because I actually talked to Dom about this quite a bit, but um, 
I know this our is streamer friend and my roommate, yes. Mr. Bob Dobb. Go follow him. Yes. Uh, give subscriptions. Um, He's a fun guy to watch. <laughs> I know this is like a, a niche thing, but that game did something that I feel like was practically impossible and like no one fucking cares. Yeah. And it's that they made a video game out of source material, completely outdated source material, <laughs> with so much respect and somehow didn't fuck it up. The actual lore in Blair Witch, the film, was always intentionally vague. Yeah. Uh, That's how you make a good horror movie. Exactly, yeah. Like, the sense of not knowing what was even truly going on is what made it so scary, right? And that's where those sequels went wrong. But this game did an absolutely stellar job of deeply exploring that, it feels weird to say, universe, except doing it in a more personal way that also didn't ruin the mystery of it. Like... It's kind of an exceptionally and careful portrayal of PTSD and regret and consequence, like, as well as the feelings of anxiety and panic attacks. Like, it's kind of terrifying, and, and that stuff is very difficult to sort of tell through the medium of games. Yeah, like, it looks really fucking good. Yeah, it like, really it, well done. it wasn't overly, like, exaggerated with that stuff. All it really takes is kind of one false, temp, a false like, step in with attempting to represent that subject matter and boom you've got like something people will declare as being very insensitive and it's a shame because i think that stuff goes very unnoticed like there are certain games that people like to campaign for having something to say about that sort of with a games for change category in order to highlight stuff y- like that yeah i know we're <laughs> we gonna talk about this game yet again in that category for I, I guess i could yeah. I, i'll get it off my chest now so i don't have to dive deeper into it because i just don't think enough people really played it and really what, why yeah and really yeah, which is weird i know it, it but looked... kind of why would you like i think it like, oh, looks great play it, it was on I stage play it. oh totally <laughs> but i just more mean like in 2019 that is a strange pitch and, yeah. and it's also even stranger that they would go into those kinds of themes when it the studio that did it has a history of mostly making spooky house sort of jump scare games yeah. and, and i thought this one was just like much more particular like even the um the, like your doggy companion in that game is so much more than just like a mechanic but like a real character in which you share like a fully in-depth like relationship with it's like specifically designed for you to both help each other, like, teaming up to face the monsters head-on in that game rather than just hiding from them, like, in every other fucking horror Probably video game, game dog ever. of the year this year. Like, really, <laughs> yeah. like, realistically. <laughs> but, yeah, it's that's kind of what the entire theme really is, and, and it makes for a very, like, great and, and devastatingly sad kind of an experience. Like, I think it captures the feelings of, like, losslessness and, like, isolation very well, and, like, there's some cool puzzles and set pieces. But before anyone else listing responds that it's, it's not great, I think it reviewed... Well, but not like I'm, you know, didn't really get the the scores that I, you know, I would have liked to see. It is a small dev team, and and it can be clunky and ugly at times. The final chapter is a bit excessive, and some other parts can be annoying. But I just kind of wanted to give it story props here, so we can move on to more things that probably people likely care more about. But um, I promise the other categories will be a little shorter. I just kind of wanted to give those titles recognition and spread the word that more people should play Surprise, them. Surprise! Randy really cares about narrative. <laughs> yeah. No, for real though. Play video, play Blair Witch. It yeah. looks really fucking cool. And, and it's play... on Game Pass. It is. It's yeah, like exactly. fucking free. So is After Party. And play that yeah. After Party yeah. game. That also looks Maybe, very fucking yeah, cool. It's awesome. Maybe play those games and they're both instead in, of in digestible the... chunks. Yeah, yes. yeah. They're they're kind of you can much more shorter beat directed them both in experiences. Two days, probably. Yeah. 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 Less than a fraction of the time you'd spend on that ten thousandth fucking Pokemon game. Yeah, game. and those of you that, oh, that got game Google sucks. Stadia, play through that Mortal Kombat campaign with all that input delay. Sorry. <laughs> no, I heard. I was telling Randall one of their strategies is to 
raise the frame rate, like run it at such a high frame rate that by the time it gets to you, it's at a oh, stable that's frame funny. rate. And that's just um, a weird technique. Like yeah. that's one of their things they do. It's like run it like 110 FPS at the server, <laughs> and then by the time it gets to you, it's like 60. <laughs> oh, and I may have also would have thrown an observation in there if it wasn't for the ending. I don't think it's stuck its landing. Yeah, that game's a little pretentious. A little bit, but it is cool. But it's very cool. Our second category: um, best art direction. Best art direction for outstanding creative and/or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. I like this category a lot, too. So we have Control, mm. Death Stranding, mm. Gris, or is it Gree? Gree. Gree. Sayonara Wild Hearts, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Got that title. And The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Six there this time. Wait, what is this, 1999? Eight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think? This one's kind of a tough for me. I, I feel some kind of passion for almost all these minus Sekiro. But... All right, so... I was going to say, Sekiro is probably my favorite yeah. aesthetic. Okay. I, I haven't played it, but tell me about it. I've p- played two hours of it, maybe, but mm-hmm. it, that's not what it is. Like, I love their art teams. It, it holds a special place in my heart. One of my favorite pieces of aesthetic, not world-building, like feeling, because it's half art, half narrative, is uh, an anime, uh, specifically the manga called Berserk. Yes. And came out in the 80s, still running to this fucking day. It's incredible. It's so, got so there's great... some Berserk inspiration in there? Well, that art team, Berserk is the inspiration for every sort of Souls, Bloodborne, fucking Sekiro, hmm. all of that shit. Because it's like putting like a mouth on a monster's stomach or something like weird yeah, shit like that. It is unnerving. That, that comes from Berserk. Like he had this weird fucking art style. Like you look at the demons in this books and they like are strange. You could put them in fucking a Dark Souls and it wouldn't skip a fucking beat. Same thing. You could put it in like one of it's these like games and it wouldn't like Yeah. Like, there's a fucking giant Yeti boss you fight, like, really fucking early, and it looks f- so fucking cool. Like, it, I don't know, I just love All enemy, right. en- no, enemy design included in the art enemy direction. Enemy design is cool. Then absolutely, because, okay. like, these games have such, like, a specific art direction and just, like, a misery to them that's, like, its own specific kind of, like, thing. Like, I know it's just, like, Dark Souls is, and Sekiro is just gray. <laughs> it's just, like, gray and brown. There's a right way to use those colors. Yeah, But, but you've convinced me that it's something that, er, er, that, that it's earned its place so, there. That gets me into what I want to talk about, which okay. is Link's Awakening, adorable looking game. Yes, yeah. Oh, are you going to talk about? All of that was designed for them. What do you mean? The, those enemies existed already. Yeah. Yeah, that is a little bit of a cheat. Everything existed already. Yeah. And, and there's even like still frames in the Game Boy game that like people have posted screenshots of where Link looks like he does in the game. Right. Minus like the beady like Franklin Franken bash. What did people compare eyes. that to? Like the Christmas. Uh... Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the the heat miser shit. Or, yeah. Like yeah. you know, Frosty <laughs> the Snowman see, or whatever. See, I thought you were gonna mention that. I know folks were on both sides of that game's kind I of look. Cool for sure. I do too. I, you want me to, you want me I to get real were, antagonistic well, about I it? you were going to talk about the frame rate, the way that it moves. They made a Zelda game, and then they put an Instagram filter on it. <laughs> oh, Damn. Get into it. Damn. Yeah, that is how it feels a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, it's not that bad, but oh, yeah. also, is the constant frame rate drops, um, that's, is that part of their art direction? That's what I wonder, yeah. Because, because it's, it's, art, it's art direction, right? It's not technology. Yeah. So technically, I mean... I mean, the tilt-shift stuff and like the way things blur is about, really cool. We but, could talk about control, too. I mean, control runs like shit on the that's, base consoles. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't get into technical stuff Okay, here, then I'll leave but, that out, then, because when it moves, it 
loses a like, lot. I don't know. There's something about saying art direction and looking at the five other games in this category. I just think like I can't possibly give it to Link's Awakening. Yeah. Because it, it already existed. Yeah, exactly. It seems like a skin or a, not that there's not a lot of hard work that didn't go into it and it doesn't it looks incredible. It's just yeah. it it takes a little bit away from it when you're just like re Well it's like it, if you gave it to like here's the funny thing. To, like Skyrim remastered well, or something. It's funny you mentioned that because not to get ahead of ourselves, but the next category there's I have Zelda beef in that as well. Okay. Yeah. So But before we get too deep into that I said before that these Direction, art direction, and narrative control, Death Stranding, and Outer Worlds each deserve a spot. Would I this feel be like the one for control? control? Definitely Me deserves too. art direction. That, yeah. It looks cool. It, it really does. Because all specifically, it has for. specifically yeah. with press, yeah, like if it wasn't for the presentation of that game, it would not have gotten I agree. the props that it did. And yeah. whoever designed Remedy does do that well. That is whoever kind of designed their... the presentation of that game. Mm-hmm. Props to them. Also, though, enemy design and stuff like that, eh, they're guys with guns. Yeah, there's well, a lot of cool machines cool and monsters. shit. Yeah, the whole things about like the fl- the room flipping, and then when when you like purge one of those control points, the room like transformers <laughs> folds away. Yeah, and it looks yeah. like yeah, a normal room again. I do, I do like, like that. There's a lot of really I like that too. I like the look of the facility in, in and the control. weapons you use, the, even the the UI, like the way title cards come up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I because the funny thing is, while I absolutely love Death Stranding's aesthetic. Because I just like the way, I don't know, I just like the way that, because it's similar like to Metal Gear as well. Like there's there's a very mechanical sort of like combination with Fantastical in his games that I, I think is is nice to look at. But mm. but um, but, but yeah, I will tough. Art, the, give my pick to Control as really well. have really good art direction. And since I may be the only one that has ever played either of the other two. A lot of pseudo-military stuff in his games. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of the uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah, it looks fucking cool. It is cool. Sayonara Wild Hearts, it's made by a company called Simogo, who does mobile games. They did Device 6. Oh, I heard good things about Device 6 as well. So that game is like some pseudo-music game. It's not a music rhythm game. Don't tell me, because it's not. Nothing happens no. to the rhythm. The music is very complimentary. The music is very cool it in is, that game. Very, yeah. And the art style is very gay. It <laughs> no, it's bisexual. In the best way. Bisexual, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, it looks like... Um, this weird, like... It's like French Power Rangers, <laughs> yeah. if I can call it that. Yeah. okay. But, like, with a lot of, like, that... The reason we said bisexual is because the bisexual lighting thing... Yes. Where everything in the game is lit in either... Pink, blue, or purple. Yeah, and which it's got I didn't that real neon vibe to it, which fits well with the electronic music that's in it. Yeah. And like the environments are really weird, but neat and cool. Yeah, I was um, gonna say it looks like beautiful Joe fell into Tron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah kinda. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's like this weird like Power Rangers if they were like super into flowers and shit. I don't know. Like, yeah, so the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, and Gree is very Gree is cool. fucking red too. And That's Gris, a platformer, yeah. right? Gree is a platformer. Yeah. And you're basically playing a painting. It looks yes. fucking very. It cool. does. I yes. saw. I saw. I guess just like screenshots on you know. That's the kind of thing people would like want to frame and put up on their walls. Yeah. Do you think Control will win as well? No. Really. My pick is Control. I think Sekiro will win. Really? My yes. pick is Sekiro, 
and I think Control will win. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. My pick is Control, but I think Gree will win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the reason I picked Sekiro is because I... By the way, the I'm writer of Berserk, we're... I'm going to murder his name, I'm sorry, Kentaro Mayura, incredible artist. He has been drawing and writing that all by himself since it came out and wow. when did it first air? 1989. Every issue. I'm him, from that year. Every issue he drew and wrote himself. Jeez. That's why he just That's puts it out whenever yeah, he wants. Yeah, when, yeah, when, it's one of those series he, where it's like, when's the new one out? Whenever I feel like I think like he's earned the right to have yeah. that schedule. <laughs> All right. Do we feel anything got snubbed from Art Direction? Do you have anything? Uh, the only tiny call out what I was actually going to give, believe it or not, is to Far Cry New Dawn. Kind of forgotten now, this late in the year, but that game has a really beautiful color palette, like contrasted against its Mad Max style, like guns and vehicles. Like, I don't know, I liked that a lot. It very bright blue water and pink and wildflowers and stuff like that, and bright yellows. And it's got a neat thing, like the way they, they graffiti and. I am once again going to give a shout out to Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. Okay. I, I know it's agitated. That game not... has got style for days. Yeah, yeah. that game is style. <laughs> I know it's a little played out, but obviously Borderlands looks cool, feels yeah. good. Yeah. Realistically, Destiny, maybe Shadow Keep, Mario Maker. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, big penises made out of blocks, stuff like that. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, I guess Destiny look. Oh, Destiny always looks cool. I like their aesthetic, yeah. but I just like the aesthetic of <laughs> Miyazaki's games. I just, I like dark yeah. fantasy and putting it in. Oh, right. Sorry, that Miyazaki. We got into this the other night, and yeah. the same yes, thing Miyazaki happened. Miyazaki is <laughs> okay. the From Software guy, yeah. not the Totoro guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, man, something happened and he got real, like... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love that. Art. It's not. He's probably not the art director, but I like that style. I like From Software's team. I love their enemy design. I like, like I said, like Dark Fantasy. It's just fucking cool. Yeah. It's, it's gritty and it's weird. Like I said, that's the best example. It's like you just a giant monster with, like, it's got, like, mouths on its shoulders and, like, a tongue <laughs> coming out of its leg. And, like, that's just cool. It's like... Weird. It's like a kid. You ever see those drawings where it's like a, my kid drew a drawing and then I made it into like a realistic oh God, drawing. It's like one of those terrifying. things. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was one fucked up kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up, here we go. Score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and/or licensed soundtrack. Kind of confusing there, but I, I, I think you get the idea. Also, Jesus, these are pretty much my three favorite things about games all back to back to back, which is <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. Anyway, our five nominations are Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, Sayonara Wild Hearts, and Not Doom Eternal, the true winner because it got delayed. <laughs> <laughs> So, remember what you were talking about with uh, Link's Awakening? I think Cadence of I Rule kind of falls under the same category a little bit. And my bet is that it will mm. probably win. That's remixes, though. Yeah, but those are still... the remixes of music that we're so familiar with. But and they're that, so good. They, they, of course they are. <laughs> I know they are. Like, Zelda, Zelda music is some of the best in games, period. No, I it, meant the remixes are really good. I'm sure, yeah. It's it, just... It's like, like Smash isn't on here, and it contains gonna, more iconic tracks than any video game ever made I'm, by the nature of it having more tracks than any video game ever <laughs> I'm made. Gonna yeah. show, I'm going to throw out some beef here. Kingdom Hearts 3, that's cheating. 
Oh, I agree. Because Maybe I should throw that in as well. Just the Disney music Disney from that world. Okay. Well, Are they remixed by, it in yeah, an interesting way? By that rationale, here's what I'm saying. That's why I think yeah. this category specifically. It's a shame that playlist licensed music and original music are shoved together because I agree yeah Half Death Stranding is is a fucking Spotify playlist and it's unfortunate because it's like I what is the difference between using real music that already exists to fit your narrative and set a tone versus writing original music to do the things they're two completely different well, arts. The, arts, well yeah. the only thing I will say though is a lot of the, the songs that were commissioned by artists in Death Stranding are original songs. Okay, it's fair, not like Grand Theft Auto, but Grand yeah, Theft Auto yeah. also has an original score as well that is very good. Yeah. Like, but like it, it's because uh, th- Devil May Cry 5 also has some does that yeah. have some licensed stuff in it as well? Hell yeah, can I play that song? Oh god. <laughs> hey, wait, is this the one ri- uh, that Devil was Devil Trigger? Was this the one originally written by that pervert? Yes. And they booted him off the soundtrack because well, no, he's that... a piece of shit? I don't, this was originally written by the people that replaced him. Okay. Oh, because it was Suicide Silence was the yes. band. Yeah. And then they replaced him with somebody from the band Volumes? I forgot. I know Volumes. Yeah. I hate... I hate this kind of music. I just want to preface <laughs> <Yeah>. this. I mean, that's very appropriate, I will say. It's so fucking appropriate, and I hate that kind of music. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get me into that, no matter how hard you try. But in the context of the game, yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to go on a a weird limb here. I'll probably lose me some points, but for my prediction, I'm going to say Devil May Cry 5. Okay. Because they performed that last year. Oh, they did. Yeah, right before the game came out. Well, that sounds like you're inside, like inside kinda. baseball. Yeah, <laughs> get it, come at me. It's also probably not going to win. But <laughs> I know neither of you are going to pick Devil May Cry Five. So in the slight no. chance it does, I get a point. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm personally torn between Death Stranding and actually uh, Wild Hearts. My pick is going to be what for what? your prediction? I thought you said Cadence of Hyrule. You thought. Oh name. no, that's my prediction. I'm more meant my personal bet. Sorry. Oh what? my no, my personal one's not Devil May Cry Five. My personal one is absolutely Sayonara Wild Hearts. Okay. Without yeah. question. When they pick because the music makes that fucking game. Yeah, I agree. When they put out Death Stranding for PC next year and it'll have its one X amount of awards at the Game Wars, there'll be a couple on there, and one of the random ones will be the best score. And that's what I think <laughs> is going to win the best score. Okay. Just because it needs to have more awards for its. So what's your personal? Do you, I mean, you haven't these. really played, played any, of, any these. of these games. Okay. So I, can't, I don't really have an. Opinion have you played here. anything this year that where music stuck out in a really memorable way? Or yeah, I'm gonna say. Probably Master Chief Collection, as Halo has some of the best music that's ever been written. I mean, if you want to know more about that, go listen to our Halo stuff. Well, like I said, if I really wanted to be the, the ultimate cheat, I'd be like Smash Brothers. It's literally every track from everything ever. But uh, but no. But, but there's some really good fucking remixes in Smash. Oh, there too. are. So there's oh, some yeah. incredible. And they'll do remixes that are like full orchestras of renditions of old 8 and 16 bit music that we've. But uh, honestly, my so my personal pick might be. Uh, it's hard because. Death Stranding's music choices are bizarre and oftentimes gorgeous. They have a whole album for it that you mentioned with I'll original songs. Do, I'll probably do that. My work does a lot of video game soundtracks. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, you probably will, yeah. yeah. I think they have music by, like, The Neighborhood and Bring Me the Horizon and Major Laser. It's so weird. Churches, who I believe is also on the Sinar Wild Heart soundtrack. They are. Along with Bleachers, Phoebe Ryan, Anima Gucci, and Cascade. So, you know, I think my pick actually might be for that game. 
Because and it's something that I've only watched been played so far. I, I've yet to experience it for myself, but I do plan on picking it up. But yeah, you want to um, play it right now? No, I don't want to play it on a phone. I have installed. It's right there. I, I don't want to play it on a phone. Was it the Sign Our Wild Heart? Yeah. yeah. We'll get into the mobile games At later. Arcade, bro. Yeah, but it's also on. Isn't it on PS4? Like Switch? I think it's on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Switch is just a bigger phone, dog. That's true. <laughs> That's it, it is. <laughs> All right, do we got our picks? Yes, yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong. Randy's prediction is Cadence of Hyrule. Yes. My prediction is Devil May Cry 5, and Chris's prediction is Death Stranding. I'll do okay. it. All right. I actually. <laughs> I think you might be right, but I'm just I going think, with the I wild card. I feel very pessimistically where I, I always read against myself, so. Yeah. All right. You want me to play Devil Trigger again, though? No. <laughs> That'll be the outro song. <laughs> All right. Song rolls so, uh, and I hate it. It reminds me of Let It Die. Uh, so now we have the other side of the same coin, audio design. Where's Jason? <laughs> Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. We let two things I wanted to I would like to here. hear Jason's opinion of these. Jason literally brought up how bad the audio mixing in Borderlands 3 is. Yeah, let's, let's do it's, some it's, negatives. Yeah. Let's call out Borderlands 3 for their horrendous, <laughs> horrendous. audio mixing. And then the thing on the giant bad? bomb when that guy was calling oh, oh, about out. Days Gone? Days Gone. <laughs> Ron Funches? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everything sounds like it's the same distance away. I don't even know how you did that. <laughs> um, uh, so up for best audio design are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019. <laughs> uh, Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2. Um, what's Gears 5? Did any of the other four titles of this game ever get No, this is the first one, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. It's weird that we start with five. And Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Six again. No consistency here, Jeff. Yeah, I don't... First of all, I want to start this off by saying Foley is the coolest thing it is. in the world. It is. Mm-hmm. If so great. I could have any job, I would be a fucking Foley artist. This is not the first time we've even talked I about know, Foley. I know, that's the best part. Podcast. It's actually come up <laughs> yes. before. It is in so much fun. They're magicians. It is a fucking magician. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. and, and don't get me wrong, I also love digitally created sounds because I'll watch Jason sit there and write like, music on Ableton creating a sound from like like a blank waveform. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also very cool. Yes. But... <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, all of, first of all, anybody who does sound in video games, fucking A. <laughs> we need all, a we, all of these games. We need, a, we need a new sound of the ship taking off. I don't know, cover this grapefruit in tinfoil and then yeah. throw it on a treadmill. And a, then... lot, a lot of it's digital nowadays. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. But sampling is still a sampling big part of it. Sampling thing, yeah. comes from Foley, you know what I mean? Yeah, now it's like a lot of analog stuff. But Yeah, um... but uh, so everybody fucking gets an award, maybe with the exception of Call of Duty, who probably just recorded gunshots. Well, no, I, well, maybe they did, but that game does sound good. Like, I played Any it. Any shooter but... sounds incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, well, that's the problem now. It's like, I remember the first time I played a Battlefield game that blew me away with sound, and now I shrug my shoulders at it, despite the fact that the sound in every Battlefield game is incredible. Yeah. Like, DICE is so good at that. They're good at yeah, production. Like, they are, just, yeah. bad at making video games. I mean, have you... <laughs> <laughs> They're good at making my, uh, video games. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard my text message tone? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it reminded me of um, Death Stranding's little codec jingles for the communicator in that game are dope as fuck. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I think, in my opinion, since everybody's good at it, who stands out the most with the most cool, creative sound? So that's sound? tough. So, like, it's funny because this is our first Resi nomination today. Obviously, a, a series that means a whole lot to me, but I actually think I might have to go with control again. I was, I was, I was going to say yeah. so. Gonna, probably it's like, when you pick up cool. stuff and throw it, it's like the whoosh. 
like it, yeah. it's so cool. cool. cool the mixing on it is so fucking because good. like Call the of Duty sounds like a Call of Duty game, but damn, quality. if there's one thing you give to that series, it's sound design. Fucking a, yeah. And they've won before, like, right? Call yeah. of Duty's won before. They have. That, that's actually was gonna. That's my pick for what I think will win. Okay, personally. Gears 5, same thing. That's also There's what I was thinking. There's chainsaw fucking guns. Yeah. Very Ooh, old boy, they cool sound sci-fi they sounds are. and shit like that. Yeah. The f- and, 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 the, and the sounds of like all the weird enemies, like the, the, the swarms of yeah, things, that is they true. all sound really cool. I, th- I think maybe the, the reason that Control is sticking out to me right now is just because I've played a lot of Gears games and I've played a lot of Call of Duty games, so some of the sounds are familiar, even though that they knock it out of the park every time, as opposed to Control, where I'm just like, I don't think I've heard a lot of these before. Like, just the way that... Sekiro? So here's my, my personal pick, which I I think I think it should be Gears Five. I think it it's a good mixture of cool organic sounds and a lot of need for creative sounds because of the sci-fi element. Right. So it probably sounds fucking really good. And if it's not, I've never played it. But if it's nominated, I trust that it has a reason to fucking be nominated. Yeah. But I think my pick Making is going to be the same sounds. reason I think Death Stranding will win the audio thing. I think Sekiro is going to win audio design. Yeah. Because it'll be from software Sekiro Special Edition 5 Game Awards. <laughs> One of them won't be listed, and it'll be because is it's that, best audio is design. That like, is that like fucking when they repackaged the movie Armageddon because it won a sound editing award yeah. at the Academy Awards? <laughs> it's like, one, like, two right, Academy so, Awards. Yeah, it's, like, it's literally it's a golden banner with an Oscar. It's yeah. like Bruce Willis's I'm face. I'm gonna go personal pick and prediction Gears 5. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do give my props to Gears 5 elsewhere. Yes. Yeah, personal see. pick Gears 5 prediction second right. row. So, do we have anything snubs to talk about? Hmm. Devil May Cry 5. Division. <laughs> Division. Okay. Yeah. That might be a good snub. Division probably sounded great. I mean, I played it, I should say. I don't know. I played it with just my TV sound, not like a stereo uh, or headphones. <laughs> I don't know. What Mario Maker? <laughs> <laughs> Those are classic sounds. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're all going to feel stupid when Rezzy gets it. Because that's yeah. another series that, like, Seven's audio design was fucking incredible, and Two's was as well. And All right. <laughs> Randy says Call of Duty. I say Gears 5. Chris says Sekiro. That's prediction. I bet you Star yeah. Wars would have wanted if it made it in time. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I get Nothing I get beats that Star Wars sound design. <laughs> what about Ghost Recon Breakpoint? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that game didn't get anything this yeah. year. That's the fucking micro- Jump Force got a nomination and Breakpoint didn't. Oh. didn't probably <laughs> didn't deserve one. Yeah. All right, you want to move on? Yeah. So next we have performance. Listen, um, I, it's, there's only one winner. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Uh, awarded to an individual for voice acting, motion, and/or performance capture. This is kind of a controversial category, I think, for me this year. But um, there's gonna be a lot of snubs mentioned. Their picks are yes, there are Ashley Birch as Pavardi uh, Holcomb in right. the Outer have to Worlds. Read it anymore. Uh, yeah, I know. Stop there. <laughs> oh, that's your. That's my. Yes. No, that's you know my what? bet for who I think is going to win for sure. Then it's Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden in Control. <laughs> Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears Five. She was flat in Control. It did, definitely yeah. fell flat. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff in Death Stranding. Matthew Peretta as Doctor Casper Darling in Control. Which one was he? Uh, I will get I will get to doctor. that because that's actually oh, my personal choice. Really? Yeah. And Norman Fetus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. 
That's it. There is no other option. That's they can't just the sheer amount of work that went into that has to be the winner. <laughs> who? That's my pick for the winner. Gonna, who? Norman Reedus. Norman Death Stranding. Yeah, he be I he doesn't speak enough though. It's maybe that's just the character, yes, but it does but feel a little like, bit like Keith. Don't be like without his movements and his face and his cadence, you couldn't have can't be the maybe, character. Maybe, but from what I hear, Mads apparently steals the show. Like when when you get to him, like uh, right, fair. Then hold on, don't put that, don't put me down yet. I right, know I won't. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it a little bit. Because because the funny thing is, like, uh, did you play Metal Gear Solid Five? Wait, it's, which one's that? Phantom Pain? Yeah, Phantom I, Pain. Yes, I did. Yeah, and I only the know the subtitles. And, that was, <laughs> and then three. So they got Kiefer Sutherland to re, you know replace David Hayter as Snake, who did fine, but he like it seemed like he wasn't available enough. And, and like I don't think that was the exact same case with Norman. He was clearly he had to do all that fucking motion capture. Yeah. And but like. It's just apparently like everybody else in the game speaks more than him, and maybe just that's just because he's the player surrogate. But like, from what I hear, Mads you know, apparently he like chews the scenery in a way that people really like. He's incredible. He, he's, well, the want- he's technically the best overall performer on here. The man is a true professional. Yeah, like, absolutely. He's yeah. a fucking professional actor. And fuck, by the way, fuck yeah. Henry Cavill. I don't like him. I remember reading something about him being like weirdly conservative or Christian a long yeah, time ago. You were I don't like him. That, yeah. But fuck him as Geralt. Geralt. Mads Mikkelsen would have been oh, my fucking yeah. pick for Geralt. Yeah. He already looks like him, kind <laughs> of like still yeah. fucking long white hair on him. I mean, and that's him. Unfortunately, my biggest problem with Mads is just I just pers- like I haven't seen him enough in the game yet. Like yeah. we're like a dozen hours in, and also I don't know. Like he has yet to grace the screen much More so than far. Flashbacks and weird shit. Yeah, yeah that's seen, kind yeah. of the most that I think um, we both have seen. My pick for who personally this is I of think these because yeah of these wait personal first and then personal your pick to first win, yeah. then who I would personally. Okay. Ashley Birch. Absolutely. That's yeah. my Vardy personal is, too. She's a fucking great I character. She's my favorite video game character this Such year. Such a fucking cool companion. Yeah. Cool um, fucking story. Well Not to mention the sure. fact that fucking I played three games in quick succession where she stole the fucking show. Yeah, kind of. she's fantastic in After Party she's, as she's well. Not, she doesn't steal the show in After Party. There's a lot of really good people in there After are, Party yeah. and we'll get to that with the yes. snubs. <laughs> yeah. But she is also very good as Tina in Borderlands right. 3. Right, yeah, she came back. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Goddamn scab. <laughs> and, yeah. and also, I think Pavardi might be my favorite character Yeah, very this cool. Year. My, my favorite character of the year is the goose. Oh, by far. <laughs> Which, by the way, the goose is in the and new Rick and Morty intro. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that for <laughs> a second. It's got, like, two heads. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, best art, best art direction, if we're including animation in that, Goose Game should have been nominated. Yeah, because I agree. Goose Game I didn't think about that. Yeah. The, way that duck, the, or the way the goose moves and the, the yeah, physics of it. Yeah, very articulated. That's one yeah. of the first things I noticed. I was like, you can make a goofiest shit game, but, like, that also looks cool. Like, I know, it looks good. it does. And yeah. that's what makes it so funny, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love passion. Palette yeah, very minimalist. Games kind of have, like minimal. Um, but yeah, my all, all jokes aside, Ashley Birch is a treasure. My prediction, Mads. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's got because, the most star power. Let me explain why. Because Norman Reedus will probably be there because he's Norman Reedus and he's like the head of the game and he's there promoting it. Do you think he would accept think, the award for Mads? I think they will give the award to Mads Mickelson just to get him on stage. <laughs> or like a video of him. Just they, to had like, some, they had some pretty high roller presenters last year. Yeah. 
I don't know uh, this year, but yeah, Pavardi is by far my my pick for best because it, it's just, she's she is my favorite. It's a really cool character, and it's, yeah. it feels real and it feels cool. She and uh, Granted, I think, never used her as a companion because why? I was like because she's like a smart engineer. Yeah, and I role okay. play when I play games. Like you don't that bring your fucking you I, keep her on the ship. I've heard a lot of people talk about ship, how like, her character, <laughs> like her input, has actually influenced player decisions. Oh, it influenced my first yeah. decision. My, mine too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also her whole. Sexuality thing, yeah, yeah. It's Fucking apparently cool thing it's, to explore it's and representation of that is yeah. like, and the writing important. around that is very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got, I got to see more of her, like in because it's, she plays. Game. For those that don't know, this it might be a little bit of a spoiler, but I'm not that far in the game, so fuck it. She plays an asexual character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's also, like, raised in this, like, capitalist hellhole society, so she doesn't really understand what asexuality is. So she, like, presents it right. as sort of like this... She's just like, I don't know, I've never much been into the intimate stuff. But she, like, doesn't... Un- like. She's like one of those characters that, like, doesn't understand that that's an option for something that you can identify as, but she still right. totally understands Because, like, how that would you the way know? she is. Yeah. 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 And no, it's very fucking that's very cool. well And it's just well acted. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. it's all... But my Phenomenal. pick is Norma Reedus because Walking Dead guy do big video game on cover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, by the way, it goes without saying that Laura Bailey is also incredibly talented. I just I don't really think Kate from Gears is anything particularly I, special. The stuff that we've been getting into recently, I think, is showing it's, through. It's, she is, yeah, maybe it'll get. She, I think yeah. she is carrying that game. She is. Because that's why I'm saying it's not her fault, per se. It's due to the writing. Like, you're only as strong as your weakest part, but, like... The writing for Kate is not that great, but Laura Bailey is carrying that role. She is limping across the finish line with what they gave her. Like, <laughs> who's, she the, is... who's the partner? Not JD. Dell. I, I like it. I like it. He's Del. good, too. He's very good. Yeah. But I just mean, like, they gave all <laughs> the emotion... Downloaded. It's free. She yeah. gave all the, they gave all the emotional bits to Laura Bailey. They did, and she yeah. is She is nailing it. Yeah. Xbox just... should pay us for the amount of Game Pass promotion we do. <laughs> <laughs> it is a phenomenal uh, also, service. Also, Courtney Hope, I'm sorry. I found that performance just so, so no, incredibly sucks. dull. Immediately notice how flat it was. Yeah. Like, right in it's the beginning bizarre. of the game. Right away. But, but the funny thing is, it's it's in complete contrast to my personal pick of Matthew Peretta, also known as yeah. Alan Wake, who spends the whole game in FMV just fucking being the most cornball-ass fucking yeah, dude. Yeah, Dr. Darling is great. He's so, like, it's so weird. Like, the it doesn't match the rest of the tone of that game at all, like, because he's chewing up the scenery in a way that the game should have had way Way more of. Also, this might be a bit of a spoiler. But At the end, when fucking, you find the music video, that fucking music video. <laughs> Holy shit! It's just a delight. <laughs> and, and I know he has no chance in Space Hell of winning, but like I, I, he was. That was even, my favorite part of that. I game. don't even like Control, and he is my personal runner-up. Like yeah. that guy is phenomenal. I know. It's like Control is weird for me because I didn't particularly like love that game that much, but it definitely did a lot of things right, like really right, and that was one of them. Absolutely, just did the game like. <laughs> <laughs> they went with the dice method. They made a cool game that's not a real video game. <laughs> yes. So uh, now for our upsets, which, Austin, do you mind if I set you up for this one? Go for it. Okay. I don't know what you're setting me up for, but yeah. I think I know. So I think you brought this up to me before about how um, I have two, actually, that I'm going to acknowledge you for. I'm going to go through one very quickly, and then the other one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you spend Just a lot of time on. Just for sound design or acted snubs? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So Austin uh, jokingly brought up, but like Andrew Bowen, who voiced both the young and old versions of Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 11... 
and some recognition for that would have been really nice because like the, the scenes where he has to act against himself as this the Young younger yeah. arrogant dude and then just the older more like burned out just like uh like he's annoyed by his past self it's it's not it's to super. mention the fact that he has to work with fucking Ronda, Ronda Rousey, Rousey who and just he's still yeah like he's still able to do it like it's that just dude Chigoro or no, she's <laughs> fucking Sophia. Do you mean in real life, or are you talking about? <laughs> oh God! I meant in terms of being like a shitty, angry, evil character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but an even larger snub than that, though, and for a game I didn't even play, but from the way you described it, Logan Marshall Green and Telling oh, Lies. Oh God. Yeah. yeah, so this is a game from the creator of Her Story, in which the main actress in that actually won the performance Last award the year. year that that came oh, out. The- I think it might have been 2016. Yeah. And for those that may not know, Logan Marshall Green, or Discount Tom Hardy as some call him. Me. Uh, which I is call a, him that. Yeah. Was, he was the lead in Upgrade and The Invitation. Both phenomenal pro- films. Oh, okay. He was also in Prometheus. Yes. And uh, Spider-Man Homecoming as Who's well. He's in yep. Prometheus. He's the lead guy. The guy the, that dips his finger the, yeah, in the he gets poisoned yeah. by the yeah. Oh yeah, he with is the a, chi- he's he, the he's the girl's uh, boyfriend. I swear to God, why are you saying this? I'm thinking of Tom Hardy roles going. That's not him. <laughs> <laughs> but no small pickings. And no, for real, yeah. no, he is incredible. He is. He's great. I wish. And it's a shame that like I'm obviously joking with the Tom Hardy thing because he does kind of look like Tom Hardy. But he's a fucking great actor. He is. Upgrade and is a very upgrade cool, is dope and bizarre film. You gotta he check out the movie phenomenal. The Invitation. It's really but you. Good. I watched Upgrade on your recommendation one day, Thank and you. I was like, yeah, fucking, I watched it. Like, and it was fucking cool. Yeah, and then they ripped the car from it for the yeah. Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so tell me about Telling Lies, Austin. So, so for those of you that played her story, it's very similar. For those of Is you that, that the didn't, card game? No, that's Hearthstone. <laughs> um, so what it is, is you play an agent who is trying to figure out a crime, but you don't know what the crime is, and you have a hard drive that you stole from the NSA that has stolen footage from people's cell phones, from people's, like, FaceTime cameras and their laptops and their... okay, I do know this game. And and you have have until morning to figure it out because a morning, you have to destroy the hard drive before the FBI comes looking for it, essentially. So you... The whole game is similar to her story where every bit of dialogue has subtitles and those subtitles each have words and you can search a word and if it comes up in the subtitles for the video the video will pop up in the search results and then you can watch it the interesting thing about her story is that since a lot of it is facetime cameras or skype cameras or something like that you are essentially viewing one half of a conversation yeah. And your goal is in order to piece together all the information you need from that particular video, you have to find the other half of that conversation. So when you're watching Logan Marshall Green do his thing on the screen, you know, he's talking to his daughter or his wife or whatever. Or spoilers, his girlfriend or his other daughter. And from what you said, um, all the performances, it wasn't even just him. All you very said that, good. Yeah. There's one chick named Carrie Bichet. She's from Halt and Catch Fire. That's the only place I really know her from. But um, she's phenomenal. There's a Cam Girl, who's in it, is played by some French actress that was also in Westworld. She's phenomenal. There's a chick that was in like the the newer X Men movies as somebody I don't know, but she's phenomenal. But like everybody in that movie, was she in Dark Phoenix? Yeah, she was. That's unfortunate. Um, everybody, everybody in that game <laughs> is basically having to deliver both sides of a conversation at once. So you're watching this guy talk to his wife, and then when he's not talking. 
he's you reacting. You can't hear what she's saying because that yeah. audio wasn't captured on his phone. So he's just reacting to it. And like his facial yeah. reactions kind of play into the gameplay because you have to see whether he's upset or whether he's laughing or whether he's angry about what she's saying. That's very cool. And he does just... They all do a great job, but he is most he of the videos out. in that game, yeah. and he is fucking it's, phenomenal. I don't know what happened. Like, her story blew up, and nobody is talking about this game. And, like, it, it seems super interesting. And It does. It, I remember, like, I don't remember when we were talking about it or looking at it. It just looks fucking cool. It, it's an interesting-looking it, it, yeah. it is not... I have some problems with that game, the way it delivers the yeah, story. Yeah, I had some problems with her story there as well. There was essentially a bug in her story where you could just type... A keyword that, I did would that give you all the videos I did that you by accident. seen. Yeah. And they took that out of telling lies, and I wish they hadn't because I missed a lot of videos. They right. tell you how many videos you missed at the end. It's and hard I kinda, to compile all that. I kind of just want to see the whole thing all the way through, but yeah. like it's, yeah. it's very difficult. But yeah, he is phenomenal. Was that? Would you say that that was like your biggest snub, you think? If I was going to do video game performance... Personally, I think I'd put him up for okay. to win, not just to be nominated. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the guy who mo-capped the grunts, probably. <laughs> like that game came out in the early 2000s. Because <laughs> my biggest snub is actually from a game not on this list as well, and that is from After Party, which also featured Ashley Birch, but had amazing performances. Like I mentioned before, Aaron Yvette as Warmhorn, who was like my favorite character of the year, and uh, Dave Fenoy as Satan, or yes. better known as uh, he was Lee, Lee in, in the Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead games. Yep. And he might have been the best performance I have heard all year. I didn't yeah. play Telling Lies. Mm -hmm. There are some scenes alone where they both just steal the show, like that that whole scene we saw at the end. That even not on our playthrough, watching some friends play through that game yeah. was just fantastic. Like, yep, yep. Yeah. I don't think I got into it with narrative, but if anybody ever plays that game, just to let you know, the setup is that you're two best friends that die in college, and you go to hell, and you have to outdrink Satan to get out of hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a fucking great, like, it's just such a good pitch. And tiny shout out to uh, Sean Ashmore and Man of Medan. I thought he was fun. Yeah. Yeah. As the uh, kind of lovable dickhead sort of character. We'll get into that later. But now we're going to shake things up a little. Here's some less obvious ones. First up is uh, an award called uh, Games for Impact. They list this as a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. And no, that's it. Sorry, I thought there was more to it than that. But that is what that's an the esoteric definition. <laughs> I do like the idea of this category, but over the years I have found some of the nominations for it a little uneven. But here's what we have, though. Concrete Genie, Gree, Kind Words... Life is Strange 2, and Sea of Solitude, which uh, some of these are a little iffy I because any of these. Life is Strange 2 is still, I think it's kind of cheating because it got nominated last year and that fucking game still isn't fully out yet. I think Austin, yeah, you made a joke that, that maybe the next episode will get nominated again next, next year. year. Yeah. But again, you know, no after party player, which, but I think I might go with my personal pick as Concrete Genie. It seems like a cute little game about bullying and creative escape. Yeah. I heard Sea of Solitude is a little disappointing. Uh, sea of Solitude is very, very personal. It was clearly made by one person, and they had That's they put sweet, a lot um, of themselves into it. Okay. But it, did it not maybe translate to the best kind of I just game? think it might have been an issue of translation, because she also voice acts the main character, and she is not English. She oh. is German. So. Does she voice it in English? Mm-hmm. Oh. It would have been better if she just spoke in German and then and they did subtitles. subtitles. Yeah. yeah. But you that game is very cute. Um, you played Kind Words, didn't you? Yes. Which sounds like it could be very so important kind, for someone. I don't, I don't know if it's know, for me. but I don't know if Kind Words is going to win. 
Yeah. But that is absolutely 100% without question my pick. Okay. Personally? personally. Because, do you know what that game is? No. So. I didn't know until Austin. Let me make sure, because it has a longer title than Kind Words. Does it? Is this the right? Because I tried to get full titles in for these games, but that was all that was listed on their official site. The official title of the game is Kind Words, parentheses, lo-fi, chill beats to write to. Yes. Which I do, that's very literal in a way that I appreciate. And the whole thing is, for as many of you probably know, the whole lo-fi, chill beats to study to YouTube channel. So the whole thing is you're chilled si- cal is the name you're of the sitting <laughs> you're sitting in a room that is very reminiscent of the room that is in that video for that YouTube thing yeah. and basically you're sitting next to a window with a stack of paper and the window has paper airplanes going by it constantly and so you can write a note and just send it out there yeah it's like into the ether into the ether and then other players can pick airplanes out of the sky and read yeah, them shit. and respond to them huh. and you can literally write whatever you want and you can ask for advice or you can just ask for somebody to listen to you there is even a button at the bottom that says report this note yeah and then when you report it you can report it for being like racist or whatever or you can report yeah. it because you're like i'm genuinely worried for this person yeah, yeah. and it will huh. it will reach out to the other person and be like hey somebody's worried about you here's like suicide prevention hotline yeah. links and stuff like that oh, wow. and it yeah it it's is, very it is a weird game. I'd barely it's, call it a video it, game. Yeah, it's more of like a, a social thought Interactive experiment. Or like social a social network. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like, you can be like, I'm ready to give somebody advice, and you'll get a note. Just be like, my girlfriend broke up with me, and here are the reasons why she said. And you have to respond like, look, I don't know you. Yeah, but keep your chin up or something like you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's it's meant a, to be supportive. It's probably and... the most difficult game in the world because what's more difficult <laughs> yeah. than than helping somebody through a tough time? That is true, and especially when you don't know that person. Yeah, and like the whole framing of that game, it's all anonymous, but in the best way because it it gives people the ability to just pour their heart out, say things that they couldn't even say to the people closest to them, and then they have strangers. You know, and you can stamp yeah. your pictures with, like, little hearts and stuff. And then the whole and, game part yeah. of it is, like, collecting all the stamps. And, and the beats are pretty chill. And the, the lo-fi beats the, are chill. I, what's funny is that despite the fact that this is obviously much more of a personal thing than something like Death Stranding, I do find it funny that both those games are themed around the idea of connection and positive reinforcement. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, my vote for what I think will win is Gree. People love it. And okay. it's very pretty. But that's that's what I think. I don't want to put in a vote because I don't barely know or play any of these teams. Okay, so, you don't uh, want to just throw one out. All right. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say um. You can vote for me, Austin. You can do two votes. All right. I'm gonna vote. My personal pick is Concrete Genie, and then I'm gonna vote for Chris and say Life is Strange. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we're kind of going to do two at once here, since they actually have the exact same nominees. Yeah, I had to scroll down to see that. But ongoing game, or awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time, and community support, or recognizing a game for outstanding community support. 
transparency and responsiveness. Which, which they should probably just combine. Jeff Keighley made a joke. He's like, he weird, they have the same nominees. And it's like, make them one category, dude. That basic, You're basically talking about the same thing. I don't get, yeah, exactly. The, what it takes to be an ongoing game it is, is community, to have yes. community average. You're I get what right. they're saying, though, because like, technically, maybe they're like, what if an ongoing game has shitty community support? <laughs> then it wouldn't be an ongoing game. Right, you know yeah, I, mean? yeah, I agree. You know. But our uh, the five picks for both categories are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, woo, and woo. Tom Clancy's Fortnite Rainbow <laughs> Six Siege. Notice how previous winner, <laughs> yeah. Overwatch, didn't make it. <laughs> it was also Yeah, you have an Overwatch shirt on. Uh, didn't make it uh, on either list this year. You hear that, Mr. Kaplan? <laughs> I don't know. Get on with fixing the shield problem. Are you talking about American communities or global communities? Because Blizzard's a better one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're voted on globally. I know. Weird. Um, All right. Well, I'm torn between Final Fantasy, Fortnite, and Destiny, to be honest. All right. So I was was curious about Destiny because, first of all, maybe this is just me. I think the fact that Apex is on here is kind of... I have an argument for that. Okay, because that was a very flash-in-the-pan game from my perspective. It was hot, a lot of people played it, and then they didn't keep up with support as as much as something like a Fortnite, because it's just a smaller... Like, they they didn't have the resources to do so. And I feel like a lot of people fell off it. And Destiny... Had has had a very weird year with changing the platform that even their services of yeah. the game is available yeah. so on. So your Apex Legends thing. So my thing I about Apex Legends I don't know how hot that, that new Destiny expansion Apex. is, but from what I've heard from you and other people, it's not totally clicking. Yeah. Apex Legends is basically Fortnite, when you think about it. From a community perspective, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is that they both have received complaints about being a little bit egregious in terms of microtransactions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Apex has maybe had a more angry community because it's a smaller community. And the smaller the community, the more angry they can get. <laughs> yeah. But they've and the also... More vo- and the, the louder your vocal minority They've also gonna, responded yeah. to it more. Like, Fortnite has their battle pass and they have their weird, like, cosmetic shit. And they were just like, whatever. People are buying it. Fuck off. And but Apex... Epic, yeah. <laughs> Apex kind of, like... Respawn actually listened and like changed their battle pass. That's Respawn fair. is also a quarter of the size of fucking yeah. Epic, you know. And we're working on another game this whole <laughs> like yeah. this whole year. My personal pick and what I think will win is Destiny Two. Really? Yeah, you think that will be Fortnite with the Chapter yes. Two stuff this year? Yes, because that was pretty wild. Because the Chapter Two stuff was so. This neat. is for both categories. You're going with this. We can choose. <laughs> um, I'll choose a different one for both, just for the sake of making it okay, more fun. Yeah, different one for both. Sorry. We'll start you with on, have, you ongoing. Don't have to, we don't, you don't have to. No, yeah. no. For ongoing game, I am going to personally say Rainbow Six Siege. Me too. Because that game came out in 2015. <laughs> Fucking 2015. And it's still going strong. Yeah. Stronger, even. Yeah, it, which ki- is amazing. It, it kicks regular big updates, and the community is like, loves it every time. My vote for what I think will they win the ongoing game is Fortnite. Yeah. My answer for community, for personal. That's and the Destiny one? That's Destiny. Destiny. For personal okay. and prediction is Destiny 2. Because they got out from under the heel of Activision, and then they like, their expansion might not be hitting as much as people wanted it to. It's but just they, a little light. They delivered like that cross play, that cross save. Yeah, stuff and that and works well, apparently. Bungie is incredible. Okay, well, I'll get to that because that's also my pick. Yeah. Uh, best ongoing game, 
personal pick? I don't really know. I never really played Siege. I, I missed the bid. I feel biased because like that's the game of these that I play. So like I, yeah, but it's a toss up between Fortnite. I'd probably say Fortnite, probably. And yeah. I'd also say that they are going to win Best Ongoing Game. I don't know when the last time they won an award was or if they ever won Game of the Year or anything like that. At this point, the mm-hmm. impact culturally and video game world, it's it deserves it. It, it yeah. just deserves it. And as far as... <laughs> All jokes aside, it's like, I wouldn't be upset. At, you know, just no, like, yeah, I totally not. get it. We make yeah. jokes about uh, Fortnite, ironically, but it's yeah. like... You you respect the fucking champs yeah. sometimes. Yeah. There's a reason they're champs, you know? Yeah. Um, best I don't want to play it. I still tip my hat. Yeah. Uh... Best community support, my personal pick, and what I think will win, is absolutely Destiny 2. Bungie has always been, and as much as they sometimes fuck up and sometimes come back, how they handle their community in Destiny should be the playbook for how every fucking developer who runs a game like this engages with their community. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how good or bad it's been, it's been responsive, it's listened, it's worked with, it's worked around, and even if they don't deliver all the content, and even if I have endless amounts of complaints about how they mostly just reskin their bullshit, I also understand what the just big challenge of what they're doing is. Mm-hmm. How how big of a team is Bungie really in comparison to a lot? It's yeah, big. is it hundreds? hundreds of oh, people, yeah. yeah. I didn't think they were small. I was no, just cu- I was just curious. Not. They just deserve to be praised for that because nobody does it like them. And like I said, there's good and bad, and Destiny is good and bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it does. Deserves recognition for what it does sure. best, which is engage with its players. Also, shout out to Final Fantasy. Well, that's 14. so. That's so. I'm going to get weird here and say for community. Because so for ongoing, my personal pick is Siege, but who I think will win is Fortnite. And for community, I might actually say Final Fantasy, since apparently they have almost fully eradicated the bigger issues of things like the housing stuff that we talked about it's on almost, our show yeah, last year. It's almost hard to not. And people seem to love that near raid and the new expansion that came out over the summer. Yeah. Like, you know what? The reason I didn't mention it is because it's almost like they're doing so well. Yeah. It's almost not noticeable. It, it, yeah. You know what I mean? If you do your job right, people it, Exactly. It, it has that kind of vibe to it because yeah. arguably Final Fantasy is the most successful MMORPG it's, it's of the all biggest, time. It's the most wild turnaround in games, probably, period. Yeah. I'd say it's going to be, if you zoom out on a long-term scale, to be just as, if not more popular than WoW ever was. Yeah. Maybe WoW obviously has cultural impact, yeah. but Final Fantasy just... It's just they're just fucking fired on all cylinders. Yeah, over so there. that's I think that's gonna be my pick for community. You know, we'll and they see. Still, we'll see how I do. Still, cannot not too? put out a middle of the road. You know, maybe. I mean, I would say, like I said, it would make the most sense for me to just choose Siege because that's what I play. I would but... say Siege is probably the probably shouldn't be in community if you're gonna separate those two out. Maybe the Siege community is big, but they are. Do they engage like they engage? All, or... But like. There's a lot of stuff about that game that still needs fixing that they just aren't getting to. I, I think it's. I think Siege is just more the most consistent sure. in their release schedule of new things. Ongoing game, sure. Community, yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah. And also, That's I want to say... Then you know what? Yeah, you know what? I'll say Final Fantasy for both of yeah. my picks for that. I want to say shout out, the only snub I can think of, Warframe. 
Yeah, because yeah. that game is older yeah. than Absolutely. all of these and still going. Still and the, going and, that, and the people that are playing that game love it. Love it. I just yeah. never liked the feel. To be honest, no, me either. I played it, but it just yeah. didn't but feel like, good. You want to yeah. talk about community support? Like, Fucking a. Yeah. The, they, the chick that does community support for that was and on that the game's been around for a fucking long time. Yeah, she is very good at what she does. You guys did cut off my angry rant about how they haven't put out anything over a mediocre single-player Final Fantasy in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, even yeah. though they have, even 15. though they have a gajillion dollars, <laughs> I liked now. fifteen. You know how much fucking money Final Fantasy Online makes? I get server upkeep and well, costs. Think about the mobile game. The mobile game I probably makes more in terms yeah, of like just hire everybody who ever worked on the Final Fantasy to make a new single player game. What they made Kingdom Hearts this year? What mobile what game? There's like oh my seven. god! Oh, I meant Brave X. Isn't there like a tower defense kind of one or something? I, I get ads for it constantly. There's one for every fucking genre. Of course there is. All right, so back to something a little more us, I would say. We're going to do our two indie ones back-to-back. We got Independent Game, or, you know, uh, Indie Game. This is for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Wait, are we also doing the Eat Fresh Award? Yeah, that's going to... The, the yeah, fucking... the Eat Fresh Award. <sighs> it used to be Best of You. I, uh, that was so much better. <laughs> but up for the prize of Best Independent Game... Is Baba is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, and Untitled Goose Game. Can I all just say now that our personal picks are probably all the same? Yes. And it's Baba is You. Yes. Baba is You, absolutely. Without and you know what? It's going to fucking lose to Outer Wilds. I know. <laughs> I know. Hard second Untitled Goose Game. Yes, I agree. <laughs> As, but uh, as funny, much as I love the goose, goose game I is, can't say no to Baba. Untitled Goose Game is a, is a meme. Like it's a, it's <laughs> it an adorable an game, meme. and it has like great animation, and it is hilarious to yeah. watch somebody play. But Baba's You is a better okay. video game. Before yeah. After Party, that was the most I laughed at a game in a long time. This is what, Goose game. yeah, it was yeah. Untitled Goose Game. This is why I wanted. This why I kind of like stifled myself talking about earlier while we were like taking a little break. Yeah, puzzle games. Yeah, I like puzzle games. Me too. When you play some of those Baba's You levels, and after an hour of racking your fucking brain, you finally figure out. Think about the person who designed that. I know. How the fuck did they even design yeah. some you know of that shit? Bob, oh you, my God. you know why Bob is used not up for the Eat Fresh Award? Sorry to cut ahead of you. Did he make something else? Because it's one guy. It's, Wait, you're not eligible as one guy? I think so. He made one other thing, I oh, think. Okay. But, the point is, <sighs> Baba's You is probably the greatest puzzle game ever I know. made. It's insane. The, the it, fact it's that, next to Portal, the best puzzle I game. Agree. It's like, I agree. The fact that the, this category is the only place this game lives is an absolute crime. It is. Absolutely. Like, yeah. It's it one of the best be, fucking it games. It should be for Game of the Year. It should be. Because we had, we had like two dozen people in a room shouting at the TV trying to figure something out. And we'll go for like the later puzzles in that game. It'll be like 35 minutes of us feeling like the dumbest people on the planet. And then when one person will be like, well, what if this? And then we're all geniuses. We're just like... Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, it happens all over again. It is incredibly fun to play together. Yeah. It is also incredibly rewarding to play by yourself. Yes, yeah. It is one of the most uniquely designed puzzle games ever. It takes elements... Oh, it turns your world upside down. It takes down. elements from every puzzle game and subverts them in such new and creative ways. It is just... It's yeah. just absolutely fucking astonishing. I want to cut in here, by the way, and okay. say this is not sarcastic in any way. Sure. If you are listening to this podcast and you like Outer Wilds, Hit me up on social media and explain to me why that game is good, please. Because I remember you I playing feel, this. And like, I feel like I'm going insane. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Please. And I'm not, this is not me being a dick. I genuinely, like, 
I watched yet, you play that game, I and have I have yet was... to find somebody explain that to me in a way that I get why it's getting all the praise it does. And I like I st- I get the praise, but like people are talking about it as one of the best games of the generation, and I just I just <laughs> don't get it. Not, no. I don't fucking get it at all, and it makes me so mad. I don't get it. Sorry. No, you're good. I know that. I will say that Katana Zero game looked pretty all right. I'm pretty sure Jason played that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes and, sense. Yeah. That he seems like a Jason game. Very nice things to cool. say. Yeah. So. And, and Devolver is the shit. But I, I just feel like everybody kind of forgot about it, sort of a little bit. But that, that's not this a detriment a, to the game. But. This is a stacked category, yeah. and uh, I don't know enough about Disco Elysium, but I don't think it's my. Yeah, it's my I'm personal. I'm gonna get mad pick. if it beats either Bob Issue or Gundam. <laughs> yeah, hey, my, my vote. I'm gonna put my faith in Baba. I'm gonna uh, yeah, say I that kinda, people will recognize. I kind of want to put my. I don't know. I want to put my faith in Baba so bad. It is. It, it, All right. But I think we can't Worlds, be. We can't be alone. Outer Wilds. In, yeah. We can't be alone in how that. It's, it's just. I don't know. It, here's the difference. You guys started off playing it with a group of people, so you had that. I started off playing it solo, <laughs> and I had just as much fun. That's and great. To the that's a table. good. That, that's a, you know. It's and, a good fucking yeah, exactly. game. Exactly. It, it is, and I love playing it with people. It's like my favorite fucking thing to yeah. do. Like we were just the other day. I had Jason and Dom over. Oh, it's like, so good. Because like, all it's, it's so funny because the, the best part is we play that in a group of people, and it was a different person every time. It, all it took is like everybody's thinking in all different ways, and yeah. then all it takes is like one person to just like lean back and like you know, just like rub their chin and be like, "Well, shit, what if?" this was this and they're just like oh fuck because and it's also like i'm not a programmer i know austin you're a programmer it's like baba is kind of like this, it is a v- it's visualization of a like visualization of basic gates. programming yeah. yeah like it's like it's more or less yeah. yeah i'm gonna go with outer wilds for what you think is going for to win. what i think is going to win we already yeah. know what we all think should win yeah baba's you is the best game on this list by a country mile yeah but what do you What's say you mile? saying outer wilds or are you gonna go with something else do i want to vote with my heart or vote with my gut <laughs> yeah my brain i'm uh, gonna vote with my heart yeah. which is literally shaped like the word h-e-a-r-t and it's red and it's wiggling <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say it's gonna be outer wilds okay. and, and i'm also gonna say i'm gonna punch my tv when we watch it, my birthday wish. My birthday wish is that Baba wins. All right, so here's the thing. I almost said Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> okay. Because I think that the meme power. Dude, think, memes got a president elected, dog. <laughs> I do right. not think they can fucking. Do not think they can get a game award. I know. I think that this category is either going to be they're going to put some recognition into Goose Game and they're going to put some recognition into Outer Wilds, and I think Outer Wilds will get game, and I think that Studio. Oh, we'll get we'll go house, house, house House. Okay. That's so that's my yeah. That's my pick for House House for the Eat Fresh Award presented by Jared. <laughs> yeah, all right. So with that one down, let's actually get into the the weeds of that one, right? We're going to tackle the other indie award that got renamed this year cuz of fucking Subway. Yep. What used to be Best Debut is now Fresh Indie Game or for recognizing a new independent sorry. studio. Sorry, sorry. It's hard to cut you off. You sorry. said that wrong. I did. Fresh Indie Game presented by Subway. Yes. <sighs> They didn't, they didn't name Subway. it that just so you could leave the Subway integration off. Yes, dude. that's why they paid for it. Uh, all right. <laughs> fresh indie game presented by Subway. Thank or you. For- <laughs> Now, don't forget, it's the fresh indie game presented by Subway. Make sure you go to a near participating Subway so you can get. They're all closing down around here. Or whatever their deal is. They're not $5 anymore. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, don't I haven't that. been to a Subway yeah. in 10 years. They're also not a foot long. Um, <laughs> but uh, this yeah, is for recognizing characters. a new independent studio that released its first game in 2019. We have 
Z A slash U M for Disco Elysium. What the, the fuck kind of, their, of studio name? The name is of that? their studio will make me never play that game. That's Go stupid. On. All right, Nomada Studio for Gree. Okay. Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro. Sure. Mobius Digital for Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's was that studio founded by that guy from Heroes. Or is he just what? What? Yeah. The the actor from Heroes is like a huge. No, Mobius Digital is a bunch of students that started it as a student project and then All right. formed a studio. Some actor from Heroes graduation. is like super involved with that game. Sure. Mega Crit for Slay the Spire, yep. which uh, I think you you'll probably have some words to say about that game. I mean, uh-huh. you, you play a lot of that. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And House House for Untitled Goose Game, which I think okay. is a great name for a studio. Uh, I snubbed the goose before, so now I'm gonna stick him with the goose this time. It's cute and funny and short. That's your personal pick? That's my personal pick for what I want to win. House House is my pick for what I think will win. Yeah? Not my personal. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how big that studio is, but getting that goose to move and animate that way, and the the way it interacts with all the physics, and the way they play with the music dynamically, it's just lovely, that game. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like... I didn't finish my friend Pedro, but I did like it. I know you said the back of the game didn't end as strong as it started. I I feel... It It looks cool. I feel like maybe... This was where Disco Elysium would get its... You want to say Zum? Ugh. Z-A-U-M? You know, just for that, fuck them. Like, that game's been nominated a bunch, but I... You know what? You know, All right, Austin, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to vote with my heart this time. You say House House? I'm going to say House House. Okay. Meme so, power. So my personal pick is Mega Crit. Yeah. Slay the Spire. You played a lot of that game this year. As a person who plays a lot of card our, games... Our friend Renard really, he texted me about that game. He was like, yeah, Big play Slay this game. I showed yeah. that game to Jason once right before we recorded, and that was like eight months ago. That was in like spring of this year when I started playing it. I was literally playing it as we were setting up because I couldn't stop the run that I was on. <laughs> so I really like card games. When did that game come out? That was, was it early this year? It came out in early access last year, but it oh, came okay. out I feel like year. I've heard about it for a while. That's yeah. why I was curious. The thing about that, I've always liked card games, and the one thing that always stopped me from playing card games as a kid was having people to play them with because none of my friends come were really your table and smack your lunch at you. <laughs> nobody <laughs> play you give some of my friends really played them all that much and when i would go to a card store to play them i would get trounced by 40 year olds with fucking fanny packs that spent that all of their magic. income on yeah, yeah. No, get join so, the club <laughs> so Hearthstone is one of my favorite games of all time simply because it is a designed for digital card game that I can get matched make with people who are even with me. Slay the Spire takes that one step further where it's like, I don't have to worry about some asshole who spent his whole day theory crafting decks or just copy and pasting decks from the internet to trounce me. It's single player. And my other favorite kind of tabletop game are deck building games. And what Slay the Spire is, is it is a deck building card game in RPG form. And there is never a game I can think of that is more crafted for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, and I'm, I know I'm not alone in that because a lot of people really love Slay the Spire. So my personal pick is Mega Crit. Without, uh, I hope you get what you want. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Chris? Personal pick, the Goose game. It yeah. just looks cool. I love. Once again, the colors, the aesthetic of that game, yeah. the feel. Um, my vote, who I think is gonna win, probably twelve inch chicken teriyaki on <laughs> Italian bread. That's probably my like. Maybe some like, hot peppers, you know what I mean? Oh, dude. <laughs> Don't get me started, dude. That chicken teriyaki sandwich is good. It is good. It's, good eating, yeah, dude. it's fresh as shit. It's been a long time, but I, uh, if it tastes like it used to, we might have to go out. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, so, so Randy's in me pick house house, and you pick chicken teriyaki. <laughs> 
Yeah, write it down. And you're all going to laugh <laughs> as soon as that wins. <laughs> He's going to be right, too. It's the worst part. <laughs> Jeff Kelly's just going to come on stage eating a sub. <laughs> all right. Mobile games. <laughs> oh, Randall's favorite. I know. Can you make it through this without saying a bad thing about mobile games? Uh, <laughs> we'll see. As somebody who plays mobile games and doesn't permanently fucking hate them for no reason, like it's other people no on this reason. podcast, it's just destroying video games as an art form. That's all. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Uh, oh wait, hold on. Let me read these off. There's some good nominees in this. Category. There are there are some decent ones. One that should be in another category. Well, actually, yeah. well, I was gonna say, you know what? The, the good nominees in this list are the ones that are available on other platforms. <laughs> Not yeah. true. All right. So for the best game playable on a dedicated mobile device, I love how they have to say that last part because of the Switch. But yeah, as Austin said, I don't play mobile games, but maybe you do. So up are Call of Duty Mobile. Hell yeah. <laughs> Grindstone. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Sky Children of the Light. And What the Golf. So funny thing is, the two games on here that I actually like, as I mentioned before, are not just exclusively on mobile, because obviously that wouldn't be how I would play them. This was the same thing you saw with Donut County last year killer fucking game. I even bought it again on mobile just for the stickers, but I don't want to play it on there. But uh, anyway, yeah, my pick is What the Golf. I think it's hilarious and fun. It's also on PC. Same with Sayonara, but I feel like I already gave that its props elsewhere. And my the thing that I think is going to win is Grindstone because my Twitter won't shut up about it. Okay. No fucking clue what Sky is, but... Sky is the uh, game from that game company. Oh, uh, I don't like them. I know you don't. <laughs> Speaking of video games as an art form... Yeah, but their art's boring and pretentious. <laughs> um, I would have liked I, Journey if I played it on. when people were online, but finish. nobody was online. As somebody who loves that game company. Which one? That game company. <laughs> yes. On first? yes. <laughs> Which one? Yeah. Yes, and Sky Children of the Light, incredibly disappointing. What is it? Um, you're a children of the light, and you fly around the sky. I don't is know. That I like child of light. Is that the same thing? Is that the one that looks like discount hyperlight drifter for the box art? I don't. The box art kind of looks the same. <laughs> it's a mobile it's like game. thumbnail. I, you know what I mean? I, got I don't. Old. I just call it I thumbnail don't know what box about. art. It is journey. If you monetized it, and it's terrible. <laughs> journey was cool. That's the man. most heartbreaking thing. Yeah. Oh my god. It sucks. Oh, yeah. My personal It's like pick. Journey, but it's like everything is like a big bout of like, what do they call the sinking sand? Yeah. Quicksand? <laughs> you paid $10 to get out of quicksand? My are you, you going to say fucking Call of Duty Mobile? Call of Duty. I, God damn it. No. That's your personal right. my No, personal it's going to My personal pick Sonora. is Grindstone. Oh, you have Apple Plus, right? Yeah. Okay. Grindstone Wait. is phenomenal. Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. I said Apple Plus again, sorry. Just I, I played Call of Duty Mobile for about five, ten minutes. Call of Duty Mobile sucks. It's okay. Um, but it's just it's the best shooter on a platform that you should not play shooters on. Sure. sure. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. And that's why my vote for what will win is Call of Duty Mobile. It's Call of Duty Mobile? Because China? Absolutely. Yes. All right. My that's a good guess. personal vote, because it's nowhere else, is what the golf, because yeah. that game is so fucking it's funny. It's so funny. I love, I love it. It is incredible. And you if you don't what? know what we're talking about, I highly suggest you watch the Giant Bomb video yes, where they that play was, yeah. Because so that was my first introduction to it, and it's just, they showcase it so incredibly. They really do. To Randy's whole rant. Okay. I pick Grindstone because Grindstone cannot be played on another platform. Right, it is a mobile okay. game through and through. What the golf, I with. wish I had played it on another platform. Uh, yeah. Although I, it is very easy There is a to Switch version coming out. It's on yeah. the Epic Store, but yeah. It's easy enough to control with touch controls or a mouse. It seems like you could go either way. But... Like, 
that's a very, very close second, but I'm going to give it to Grindstone personally. And I'm actually going to say Sayonara Wild Hearts for my, what think I the, think will win. You think the Darling yes. uh, will come out with that one? For those of you who don't know, Grindstone, it's a match game, kind of. Match three? Not match three. So match the way four? it works is a bunch of enemies will fall down the screen, and they're in a grid like a bejeweled or whatever. And you're a dude at the bottom of the screen with a sword, and you have to trace enemies of the same color around the screen. Okay. And then the more you kill, you get grindstones, and then those grindstones will fall on the map. And then you can, if you hit a grindstone, you can change color enemies to the point where you're just killing everybody on the map at once. Mm. There's a lot of very nuanced mechanics to it that I don't feel like explaining. That's the basics of it. It is very well done. And it has a ton of personality and some really great art. Also, shout out to Cards of Darkness, which is another match game the art in that game is done by pendleton ward oh no way that yeah really good match and that yes. is a very cool game as well is that on apple arcade? that's our apple arcade okay so the one game i want to highlight in this category that i had didn't think i had any chance of winning but it made me cry so i'm going to mention it anyway Aww. is called assemble with care okay uh, oh i, I it, have it heard by of this. us two games the people that made monument valley and it is a you cool play a like a mechanic, a traveling mechanic, and you go to this town, and people come to you with their objects, and you fix them. And so somebody will be like, this clock doesn't work, and you have to, like, take it apart, find the broken part, get a new part, put it in. But, like, the story around it is very, very cute and adorable, and the music is very well done. That's nice. It's a shame to see them not... It's very short. takes about an hour to beat. If you have Apple Arcade or were thinking about starting your month trial, I highly recommend playing it. I don't think it's available anywhere but Apple Arcade, but it is very cute. Hmm. Okay, now we're on to... uh, So this is going to be everybody's favorite trendy category. Virtual reality, or AR VR game, for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. Not quite the knockout punches we got last year. I think last year we talked about, what was it? It was um, Tetris and Astrobot and Moss and uh, mm-hmm. Firewall and all this stuff. But the nominations are Asgard's Wrath, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, which we talked about that update on our recap, and mm-hmm. Trover Saves the Universe. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that has played some of these? I'm just I've curious. I've played No Man's Sky and Beat Saber. Okay. How about you, Awesome? What have you played on here? Just, I mean, I've played Domain Sky not in VR, and I've played Beat Saber. Mm-hmm. And I've watched people play Blood is Truth and Trover. I don't know what Asgard um, Wrath is. Yeah, that's the one I'm least familiar with, I would say. Personal and pick for winner. What do you mean, same for me. That's Beat Saber. Beat same Saber? for me as well. Really? Yeah. Yep. I actually think Beat Saber is overrated. But I think I it is. You do. I think it is. I think it's rhythm like. Rhythm Game Snob. I am a Rhythm Game Snob. I think it is likely going to win. I think there are better music and VR games out there, and I'm, that fucking game needs a less tired aesthetic and soundtrack. There are too many of those. Blood and Truth was cool. I finished it. I think it did end up kind of losing a little bit of its charm and momentum towards the end. Like, out of the gate, I think it was, it, it felt, you know, it struck a little harder. But I, I really liked that proof of concept demo, that London heist. Are all three of us saying Beat Saber? For what's going to win? Yeah. Okay. But you are also going to hate me because I honestly thought Trover was the most interesting of all of these. Yeah. Well, you know how you are a rhythm game snob? 
I'm a Justin Roiland snob. <laughs> I understand if the humor doesn't uh, always work for you. I love a lot of things that he's made. I know. It's just getting so tired for it, me. It's just the things that they play with in that game with respect to VR is... I haven't is, played it. I haven't played I know. It, so. it, it's very clever. Yeah. I like that your character literally I, comes from a species of people that don't ever get up out of their chairs, I, and that's why you play the game sitting down. <laughs> like, I, I, I think that's pretty funny. I played Trover because of how much I was not a fan of accounting. I was not a huge fan of accounting either. Yeah. Yeah. So. This is much more realized than I, just I vignettes. Understand, I understand that. Yeah. But. Th- there's a lot of subversions in it that I think are fun. But yeah, my pick is that Beat Saber is going to win. Cool. We all agree Beat Saber is the best VR game. That's not what I said. <laughs> and it does sound like that's what we did to us. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, we'll just move on. Name yeah. one song off the soundtrack. Do any um, of you remember? No. Yeah, electronic track it, number it, three it, where I swung my cool sabers around. You it's idiot. all the most forgettable fucking uh, shit. That Panic at the Disco song. That's not Death on of the... a Bachelor. It's a DLC song. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. Well, now I re- now I don't want it. <laughs> so uh, I think that's where we are going to leave it for today. Because Randy talks too much. That's why. Uh, we Jesus all talk too much. I just I just <laughs> maybe talk the most. I never said a word. That, <laughs> that was Randy doing yeah, his we best were impression. Tell me what you think about Outer Wilds again. The, the idea, obviously, was to do it like we did our E3 special, where we just sat in my house and got drunk and talked for three hours. <laughs> and granted, I think we could still do that here, but I honestly think we might push longer than three hours. Yeah. So I don't want to have some That would a be a long podcast hour. to listen yeah, exactly. to. So, yeah, in the intro, I said that this was going to drop on the 6th. We decided to push things up, and we're going to put this out on the 29th. This is going to be our first part, and then we're going to come back next week on the 6th and get through the rest of these categories, including the heavy hitters of Direction and Game of the Year. we'll come back with all the genres and uh, some of the esports shit, and then, you know, obviously, multiplayer Game of the Year. And uh, but stick with us and uh, play some of the stuff we mentioned. And yeah, now you got time to play fucking Baba's you. Go yeah, play it. Exactly. Yeah, go play it. Yeah, because it's gonna come up again. God damn it! <laughs> it is. Uh, right. uh, let me do some plugs. Yeah, dude, toss up some plugs. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. If you want to hear part two a week from now, you can find us on Hot Button Cast yes. along with the rest of our episodes talking about some of the franchises we've mentioned. It's um, hotbuttoncast.com, right? Hotbuttoncast.com. Not .gov. Like, everybody cr- keeps requesting. I, I thought it was dot ga- I thought it was dot .game. You yeah. know. We couldn't get that one, huh? No. I think that was more expensive than .com. <laughs> 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 behind the curtain. Um, you can also find links to everywhere you can listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast app that you have. You can also find links to all of our social medias, which we will be updating with information about the podcast going forward and stuff like that twitter instagram and facebook at hot button cast and uh we'll be back next week with part two of our game awards coverage part two of three yeah you can hear me talk about tetris part two of three yeah we're doing one after oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah.